This is the Purpose Church Podcast. We exist to help every person live on purpose. It is our prayer that this message helps you experience God in a brand new way. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas to you guys. So glad that you're at church today. I want to start off with a scripture in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Let's read that again. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. See, there are only, there are things that you can only understand through faith. There are only, there, there are, sometimes there are things going on in your life that do not make sense. And you're sitting there wondering how this happened, where did you, how did you get here? And there are sometimes, might I say, there are a lot of times where there are things that you and I can only understand through faith. Somebody say, through faith. Amen. The title of today's message and next week's message is just week one and week two. And the title of the series is, This Isn't What I Pictured. This Isn't What I Pictured. Have you ever rented an, rented an Airbnb? <laughs> this isn't what I pictured. One time Kelly and I were... Uh, in Corpus Christi, and this was before kids, this was a, a long time ago, and I had booked us what I thought was a sweet place, and I didn't really, like, I'm not one of these guys that really used to trust reviews and whatever, because, you know, sometimes people pay for the reviews and they're not real, and, but every once in a while you should look at them. And, and so I, I, <laughs> I booked us this place, and it said oceanfront, balcony overlooking the ocean, daily breakfast provided, room service. You know, if you could just list all of the things that you were, if, if, for, if, if you're like trying to treat your significant other to a great time, I found the place. Well, we show up and, 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 and I'm following my phone and, and we pull up. And this is back when like cell phone maps were like still driving people into rivers. Like it's like this is, so I, I, I was like, this isn't, this, surely God would not have let this happen to me. And we pull up and I look at the place and like, this is the right address. So I tell Kelly, honey, wait in the car. I'm going to go make sure this place is safe because it looked like that. And I walk in. I'm like, is this this place? And the guy's like, yes, it is. <laughs> and I'm trying to, like, gain my composure. I'm trying to, like, because Kelly and I didn't really have a lot of money. I mean, I was making, like, beans and rice as a youth pastor, and she wasn't working. And I was like, this, is, this, this place needed to have been better for what was paid for it. And we walked in and, and 
there was a washer and dryer because they offered laundry service. The washer and dryer were right next to the front door. <laughs> the breakfast that they had provided, now the washer and dryer were running, were, were moving, and, and it was shaking. The breakfast, that, if, if I'm lying, I'm frying. I'm telling y'all right now, this is not a fake story. Walk in, the washer and dryer is shaking. I look over there, and the breakfast that was provided were two Honey Nut Cheerios dispensers on top of the dryer, and they were shaking. Cheerios were falling out onto the floor. And I turned to the, the gentleman. I'm like, expecting you. Tell me you don't have a reservation for the last name Kiker. He's like, oh, we've been expecting you. I'm like, you have. You have. You have. But it gets better. We go to our room. I'm like, you know, we're already here, honey. It's non-refundable. We get up to our room. We walk into the room, and, and the deadbolt was kind of jacked up like somebody had tried to get in. Uh, so the guy said only the bottom key works, so I used the bottom key. We walk in, and that smell, like if, if you've ever been to someone's home who has a lot of animals and they never clean, it was that smell. And, and, it was, and it was in corpus, it's humid all the time, so it was kind of moldy smell, you know, and we walked in, and, I, and I'm trying to get to the balcony, but I can't get to the balcony unless I sit on the bed and military roll across, because the bed was right up against the TV stand, and the only way you could get to the bathroom was to crawl across the bed. So I crawl across the bed, and I open it up, and there's no railing on the balcony, and there was caution tape that said, use balcony at your own risk. <laughs> there were two chairs on the balcony and there were the plastic chairs you can, you can buy at Home Depot, like just the cheap, like stackable chairs. And one of them had uh, two, one leg on the back, two on the front. I sat down, we're on the second floor and I fell and I'm looking at my doom on the other side of this balcony. They told me, use it at your own risk. So I guess, you know, there wouldn't have been any recourse for Kelly had I died at this place. Going to the bathroom and because I love you, I'll stop the story there. It wasn't what I pictured. It wasn't what I was told I was going to get. Sometimes we experience things in life and they are not what we thought it would be. They are not what we pictured. Sometimes life takes you on a ride, and it's not the ride you wanted to go on. Has anybody ever had somebody hand you a Whopper and it didn't look like the commercial? <laughs> this isn't what I pictured. It's very difficult to adjust your perspective when you pictured it one way, and the product turns out to be another. And some of you came to church today wondering what 2023 will look like because 2022 wasn't what you pictured. When you started 2022, you began the year with goals, dreams of restoration, progress. And here we sit in December, and this isn't what you thought it would be when you rewind back to your thoughts in January. And disappointment is fine when you're only out a couple hundred bucks. Because now Kelly and I have a fun story. 
Disappointment's fine when it's only a couple hundred dollars, but what about when it's your marriage? What about when it's your job? What about when it's your relationships with your children that aren't what you pictured? What, if it, what about your relationship with God? I, I start landing, it's like I started out thinking that God would do certain things because he's my provider, and I dug into God, and this isn't what I pictured. And let's be honest. Is there anybody in the room that is living out a scene, not the whole movie, but living out a scene that's happening in your life that isn't what you pictured? It's like this is happening. It's not what I thought was going to go down. And that's why Hebrews 11.3 gives a contrast between what God sees and what you see to let you know that things that are unseen are not made of the things that you do see. See, everyone has a picture of how life is supposed to go. Everybody has a blog telling you how life is supposed to go. Anybody can become a life coach with a 10-minute class online and tell you how life is supposed to go. People tell you, and maybe you've been told by your family, let's forget about the armchair quarterback bloggers. Forget about those people. What about the real people like your mom and your dad or your in-laws that poured poured into your mind some thoughts that were maybe detrimental to your today? When you're supposed to get married, when you're supposed to get that promotion. Everybody's got a picture of how their life's supposed to go. I'll be married by the time I'm 24 and a quarter. And then I'll have my labradoodle or cavapoo when I'm 26 and a half. My 401k will be maxed out every year and it will never be interrupted by the federal government. We all have this idea of how life is supposed to go. Let me ask you this question. Where did you get your picture? Who told you that? Because people told me what pastoring a church was going to be like. And it was a little bit like the Corpus Christi place online. And then you plan a church, and it's not what they said it was going to be. Who gave, you your pic- who gave you your picture? Where did you get your picture? Did you get it from the gram? Because if you did, I'm praying real hard for you. If you got your picture of life and what it's supposed to be from people who are posing, you'll stay in constant frustration and disappointment. Remember when I was in junior high, and this may be hard for y'all to believe, but I used to be athletic. And when I was in junior high, I was a skater. Had my World Industries board, my element trucks. I had some bearings that would roll for days. My grip tape was not what came on the board because that's trash. You got to buy aftermarket grip tape to get that ollie that impresses the ladies. I had it all. Then there were people who tried to look like skaters. We called them posers. Now get out of here, poser. Get out of here with your Walmart skateboard, poser. We had all these 
poser used to be a negative term. Now it's celebrated. Now you and I live our lives off the people who are posing. It's not real. People told you have children and you'll smile all day. They're posers! Where did you get your picture from? Did you get it from television? I have a phrase for television. I don't use it around the house. My kids are old enough to like repeat lots of stuff. TV is, it's just, it, it's emotional porn. It's not real. It gets you all worked up. It's not real. There's these things that are perfectly airbrushed and cropped and filtered. And how are we supposed to live fulfilled in our real lives when we're getting our pictures from other people's situations? There are all these things that I do see, Landon, and there's these things that I don't see. God operates, guys, from a picture that we don't see. But Landon, I'm trying to make my life make sense out of things I do see. God sees something different. Enter Jesus in Matthew chapter 1. This verse that we're about to read is after the genealogy of Jesus. It is the backstory to understand how Jesus came into the world. If you don't understand how Jesus came, you'll misunderstand why he came. We sometimes expect Jesus to come in a certain way, and then we miss him when he actually shows up. Where did you get your picture? Where did you get your picture of God? Is your picture of God King Triton zapping everybody? Or is he just this loving person that never, ever corrects? Both are wrong. Where did you get your picture? What if God isn't what you pictured? What do we do with that? Is he no longer God because he's not what you pictured? Matthew 1, 17. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations. From David until the exile of Babylon was another 14 generations. From the exile of Babylon to Christ were 14 more generations. See, 42 generations of faith existed before Jesus ever came. Before Jesus appeared, he already was. Just like everything in your life, before it's seen, it exists. Let me explain. By the time something becomes a behavior, it was already a belief. By the time it becomes a feeling, it was already a thought. By the time it becomes a sin, it was already in there. And just like there's a genealogy of Jesus, there's also a genealogy of our emotions, our habits, and our behaviors. There is a pattern where knowing how something started will help you to trust God when you don't see it happening right in front of you. Matthew 1, 18 through 20, continue. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. 
But because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her publicly to disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Everybody say that phrase with me. He had in mind. Say it again. He had in mind. So much of the decisions you and I make in our lives that cause us confusion are because we do what we had in mind before we consult God to see what he has in store. Verse 20. But after Joseph thought about it, after Joseph considered this, now stop. The angel appears to Mary after she becomes pregnant. Why did the Lord let Joseph go several months without letting Joseph know what he wanted to do and then appear to Joseph only after he had already made up his mind to divorce her? Why did God wait so long? You ever asked him that question? After he considered this, then the angel shows up. After Mary becomes pregnant, then the angel shows up. Let's continue. After he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now, if I'm Joe, I'm saying, why couldn't you have told me that six months ago? Why couldn't you have told me at the end of 2021 that 2022 wasn't going to end up like I pictured? Couldn't you have told me that before the divorce attorney drawed up all the papers, Mr. Angel? Why does God wait until we make plans to interrupt them? This is how the birth of Jesus came about. The greatest hope the world was ever given came through the greatest disappointment Joseph would ever know. And I wonder, is that happening in somebody's life today? Has 2022 carried some of the greatest disappointment you've ever known? And yet if we look at it through the eyes of God, could it carry the greatest hope the world's ever known? When Joseph made up his mind how he needed to handle it, God interrupts Joseph's plan to fulfill a greater purpose. See, if you go by your picture, you will make your plans. And the only problem with that is that God might have a different picture than you do. And it's a great day when they match. I'm telling you, I love it. When me and God are on the same page, I'm like, yeah, I love it. Doesn't happen a lot, does it? Think about the nativity scene. Did you know that in the Bible, there's no record at all that there were three wise men? There were three gifts. The Bible never says there were three dudes carrying three gifts. So already our nativity scene's messed up. 
Did you know that Jesus wasn't a newborn by the time these wise men showed up? By the time they got there, this is why the maps in the back of your Bible are awesome. By the time they got there, Jesus was two or three years old. Toddlers aren't cute. We need baby Jesus. Toddlers break things. Precious moments can't sell stuff with toddler Jesus. We need baby Jesus. Hobby Lobby go bankrupt at Christmas with toddler Jesus. We need baby Jesus. Shepherds are in your nativity scene too, aren't they? Shepherds. My shepherds kept their what? There's songs about it. It's like we're, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like there's shepherds there. You know why? Because now they need to sell extra figurines, all right? So now they got to add to the set. Got to sell some extra figurines. It's all about profits, not accuracy. The Bible never says there were shepherds there. How you picture Christmas is probably wrong. Did you know that Jesus wasn't even born in a manger? Y'all didn't even know what manger was. You thought mangy was something like dogs get that have to go to the vet for, like mange, like they lose all their hair. A manger is how we translate that word in English because English is a very limited language. But actually, it was more of a guest room at the back of someone's property, and it was more likely in a cave. How are you going to sell a manger scene with a three-year-old in a cave? You won't. So it's better to have cute donkeys and baby goats and some happy shepherds and mom and dad and baby Jesus underneath a cute little cabin and a bright star. That'll sell. But what actually happened isn't what we know. What actually happened historically isn't what we pictured. I just ruined it for you. I'm so sorry. You guys are so sad. What if it isn't how you pictured it? And what if God wants to use you, how God wants to use you isn't how you wanted him to? What if the way he's going to work in your marriage isn't how you pictured it? Because you pictured that you and your spouse would kneel next to the bed and hold hands and pray after you've read a devotional. Kelly and I tried that once. You're like, y'all don't pray together next to the bed? No. Who does? I mean, come on. It's, nobody does that. When you try to force something that's not real, it's your power. And I wonder if maybe there's a pressure in your life because things aren't turning out how you pictured. Because you have this expectation of how everyone else is supposed to behave and perform. But it's not what God's after. See, Joseph has this word from God to go from and understand his world by. If he understands with his eyes, he'll miss it because Mary's getting bigger and he's like, I did not do that. They're going to Hobby Lobby and he's like, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Like, what, what, is, what is he going off of? He's going off of what God said. See, if Joseph had understood by his feelings and emotions, he would have missed it. Emotionally and mentally, Joseph has already decided, I'm done with this. You ever been there? I'm done with this. Some of you came here today and you probably have already decided to quit. You've already decided to quit on joy. 
You've already decided to quit on hope. You've already decided to quit on them. You've already decided to quit on church. The problem, now go with me here. The problem most likely is not your situation. It's your picture you're getting your reality from. Well, Landon, you don't know my situation. I, I don't. But I guarantee you this, every time I have banked on my picture, I've been wrong. Mary had her dress picked out. She's not going to get to wear it. Joseph had his plan picked out. Now that's different, which is pretty hard for a carpenter. Think about it. They make a living out of planning and measuring. It's how they're wired. It has to be perfect. Joseph was an Enneagram one. Had to be perfect. But after he had measured it in his mind, God spoke to his spirit and said, what is in her is from me. I know it's not what you pictured, but it's me. I know it's not what you expected, but it's me. I know it's not your preference, Joseph, but it's me. I know it doesn't fulfill your tradition, but it's me. I know it doesn't feel good, but it's me. I know the road ahead is hard, but it's me. See, are you trying to build your life off of what you thought it should be? Or are you building your life off of his picture of who you're supposed to be? Wouldn't it be dumb if you and I bought a puzzle and then we took the cover of someone else's puzzle and tried to put our puzzle together with their box? And God says, I gave you the pieces for this picture that I have in mind for you before you were even seen. Before you were visible, I had this figured out for you. But God, this isn't what I pictured. Switch the picture. Switch the picture. His picture is always true. If you see yourself as worthless, you'll build your life according to that picture. If you see yourself as broken, you'll build your life according to that picture. And you'll sabotage your future because you build by what you feel. And God says differently about you, doesn't he? You're not worthless. You're the sons and daughters of God. When we build our life on his picture, it's stable. And God says, Joseph, this is me. You'll be the one taking Mary home. See, it's hard to believe it is God when it doesn't feel good. Oh, it's easy to believe God gave you a promotion. That's easy. It's easy to believe, like when, when somebody does something really, really nice for you, you're like, I've been praying for an angel and you were it. It's easy, <laughs> easy to believe that. It's hard to believe it's God when he wrecks your life for the betterment of other people. He wrecked Mary and Joseph's life. Do you think that people still, by the time Jesus died, I bet you he was on the cross and there were still people going, that's what the out of wedlock baby gets. God is not calling you to make everything happy. He's calling you to make a difference. And that sometimes means it's hard for us in the now. This is biblical teaching, not 
feely good teaching. But aren't you glad that there were heroes of the faith in here that didn't give up in the hard time? Because you and I are beneficiaries. Billions of people have been affected because Joseph took Mary home. Matthew 1.20, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. What is in you is from me. What is in you is from me. It's growing, it's kicking, it's uncomfortable, it's stretching you. You can't walk like you used to. You can't do things that you used to do but it will come forth and produce something according to my grace that you can never do on your own. What is in you is from the Holy Spirit. Now I'm gonna take a vote. This is the only vote in the history of the Purpose Church and you guys are here for it. Who had the harder job? Mary or Joseph? Now hold on a minute. If you're sitting next to your spouse, I would be very careful of how you're about to vote. If you just need to wink at me, I can't see your eyes anyway. So it's okay. It's like, before you vote, think about it. Who had the harder job, Mary or Joseph? Verse 21 actually tells us Mary's job and Joseph's job. The Bible tells us what their jobs were. Look at verse 21. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name. Physically speaking, we know Mary had a harder job. Which one would you want to do? Give birth or sign a birth certificate? Which one would you want to do? Now, I've been there for the birth of all three of my children. I'm signing papers. If men were up to procreating the world, our species would have died thousands of years ago. You've never heard the song, Joseph, did you know that your baby boy, you've never heard that song. Physically, there's no argument, but look at it this way. Mary knew though, she already knew. She knew because it was happening inside of her body. She knew whether or not she had been with another man. She knew it had to be God. She knew it was supernatural. Joseph didn't know. He had to believe. Maybe it's the hardest job of all, job of all to believe something that you can't see. To believe what you can't be sure of. To believe what you can't prove. Joseph could never ever prove his entire life that Mary was telling the truth other than what God told him in his dream that he believed. See, faith doesn't operate by sensory knowledge or experience. Faith enables us to understand that God is with us. Even if we don't see him in the picture. 
Continuing with the verses, because he will save the people from his sins. Name him Jesus, he'll save the people from his sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I can't see you physically in my marriage, when it looks like all hell's breaking loose in my home, with my kids, with our discipline, with my job, even when I don't see it, God is with me. God with us. God is with me right now. God is with me right now. Say that with your own voice. Say it strongly too. Say, God is with me right now. Now look at your neighbor and say, God is with you right now. God does not build with materials that you and I could find on our own. The message of Christmas is about his presence, not our picture. If everything went according to your plan, by the end of this year, you'd have been like, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. But what about those years where it's not what you pictured? Did God disappear? Did he decide to vacate? Did he decide to leave? I have a question for you. Did you get your picture from the world or from the word? What is marriage supposed to be? Kelly and I just watched the first two or three, I fell asleep, episode three, because it's so boring, the Harry and Meghan Markle documentary. I don't care at all. I'm not English. We won. I don't care. Merka. I don't care. I've never cared about all the drama and royal family, whatever. It doesn't matter to me, but Kelly wanted to watch it while we were wrapping presents, so we watched it. There were no football games on. So we watched it. And she said something that just made me think, oh my gosh, this is how our world thinks. She said, these things were being said about us, so we need to tell our story. She said, this was yesterday, and my notes were finished Wednesday morning. She said, when I went into the royal family, I had a mindset I had a picture of how it would be, and it's not how it ended up. In that way, she was right. I wonder, I wonder if our pictures are framed with the Word of God or if they're framed with culture because she said, marriage shouldn't be this hard, to which I laughed probably a little too hard, which made Kelly look at me and just, you know, whatever. She said it shouldn't be this hard. I don't imagine, I can't imagine that how it feels like to be royal and people taking pictures of you all the time or whatever. I think a couple good punches in the nose will fix that, I'm just saying. But if you went into 2022 thinking it was all gonna be holding hands, walking the seashore barefoot, praying together in tongues. Your marriage didn't end up that way this year. That doesn't mean God left you. 
Are you framing your life with faith? Landon, I pictured at this age, I'd be further down the road. I pictured at this age, I'd already have what I thought I was supposed to have. I I pictured that I would have conquered this addiction by now. I pictured me and my kids would be doing devotionals together and that they kiss me on the cheek and thank me for birthing them and then go to bed and not get out of bed. Where did you get your picture? So our our faith as Christians is not a faith that's based on sight, it's based on what we hear. Romans 10 says that clearly, faith comes by hearing, not seeing. His voice is always there and when we know his voice, we will know that he did not leave us and that he's not forsaken us and even when we don't see him in the picture yet, he's working. Why? Because his name is Emmanuel. God with us. He's with me on my good days. He's with me on my bad days. He's with me when I've got it. He's with me when I've messed up. He's with me when I'm married. He's with me when I'm divorced. He's with me when I'm single. He's with me when I got a job. He's with me when I've gotten laid off. He's with me when I'm well. He's with me when I'm sick. He never leaves. He's with me. And he didn't leave. And his picture is the best picture. So I've got to change my picture. He's with me. And maybe you've been basing your life off of something someone told you or some blog you read by a secular humanist that used to be Christian and deconstructed. Maybe you're reading things you shouldn't be reading from people who have no business writing things to your heart. Maybe you're framing your life off something all your girlfriends told you was true. Brothers, maybe you're framing your marriage and your sex life off of something that your friends at the bar told you were true. Number one, they're lying. Number two, are you framing your life out of the Word of God? What the world says. And maybe that disappointment we're feeling today is because we've got the wrong picture. And that disappointment that you and I are feeling is real. Don't you think Joseph was disappointed? That now he's, he is, his life has, is now subject to a lifetime of ridicule and gossip and whispers. That his wife is now going to be known as the woman with the scarlet letter. It's a little disappointing. And if you think that our world isn't headed down the path to which you being a Christian is basically gonna be your scarlet letter, you got the wrong picture. There's gonna be a time where Christians have to stand on what they know and what they believe, not what they see. So even if the blessing hasn't come right in front of you yet, you're still a blessed people. Where'd you get your picture? I know it isn't what you planned in front of you because he's with you. And I know it isn't what you pictured and I know it isn't what you planned. But your purpose is found in God's picture, not your picture being painted perfectly. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him to do. And he took Mary home. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. 
and he gave him the name. 42 generations, and God knew the picture. Don't get stuck on focusing on one step in your genealogy. Don't get stuck in this season. Your next step is to do what the Lord has commanded. To follow his picture. Do you need to switch your picture? Maybe some of you need to put God back in the center of the frame. And I'm wondering, who was this message for? We've been saying around the office, and Kelly and I have just been thinking about it a lot, that 2022 seemed to be a year of stabilizing. Like some things are all kind of whack and trying to get stable. But 2023 is going to be a year of strategy and obedience, following through. So I want you to hear this today. Jesus came through someone that everyone else thought was insignificant. I mean, a young Jewish girl, most scholars believe that Mary was about 15 years old. A junior high girl having a baby out of wedlock is how our Savior entered the world. Everyone thought she was insignificant. And then Jesus came through impossibility. She had never been with another man. It was impossible. Can I tell you something? Impossible situations is where faith is born. Impossible situations are fertile ground for God. If you're facing something where you don't see a way out, get God's picture. And Jesus longs to be personal with you and he longs to, de- to be with you. He desires you. So don't miss his presence today. This is personal for you. What picture are you living your life from? Because Joseph and Mary had a choice. What picture are you living your life from? What, what are you basing your life off of? Maybe it's something your grandparents told you. Maybe it's something your parents told you. Maybe it's something that a counselor told you that wasn't biblical advice. Where did you get your picture? Everybody stand to your feet. I'm gonna ask the prayer team to go ahead and come down right now. We're gonna have our response time for a couple of minutes. The band is gonna sing a song that you all know. It's one of my favorite songs that they sing. While they're singing that song, if you're new here, this is what we call response time. This is a time for you to come down and do business with the Lord. This is a time for you to come down and have someone's faith be joined into your situation. And if you're going through something in life right now and it's not what you pictured, come down and have somebody join faith with you that you can stand strong when it's uncomfortable to see what God has in you be birthed. That you don't quit in the middle of it. That you don't quit at the start of it. So they're going to be here to pray for you. Also, there's communion on the sides of the the room, uh, on the sides of the stage. I'm not telling you how to respond, but I will say, please respond. Respond somehow. 
respond in some way. Respond. If you want to do all three, do all three. Worship, come get prayer, take communion, do all three. This is your time with the Lord. So would you lift your hands to the Lord in this moment and just say these words. Say, God is with me. Lord God, we thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. We thank you, Lord, that your picture is perfect. And that even when we don't see you moving, you're still moving. Even when we don't see you working, you're still working. That even in the middle of our mess, you are with us. So God, today, I pray courage and boldness over every heart in this room, over every soul in this room, that they would take a step toward you today. And they would make you the Lord of their life if they need to. They would come back to you and rededicate their life should they need to. But today's a day where we take a step toward God in boldness and in courage and changing our picture to yours. Give us boldness to do that today, Lord, as you meet us at the altar. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Church Podcast. If God used this message to impact your life, Tell us your story by emailing mystory@thepurposechurch.com. Be sure to follow us on social media and check out our website at thepurposechurch.com to get connected and receive all the latest information.